and welcome back to another edition of the SBK Betting Podcast. We're in the heat of the summer, right in the middle, that crux point where things are just getting really interesting. Last week, we saw a stellar edition of the Eclipse, which threw up a a remarkable horse race and something that we're going to touch on just a little bit. And uh, thankfully, it wasn't a great weekend for for the podcast, but Tom Collins saved the day with his nap Sinjari uh, winning off the back of a good run at Royal Ascot, which was a great result to see. So as always, great to have you, Ross Miller and Tom Collins. Tom, first of all, you must be pleased with that. That was one of your horses to take away out of Royal Ascot and he duly obliged. Yeah, very pleased with his performance. As I said in the preview last week, he wasn't the most prolific horse, so there were worries going into the race, but it was a good good effort. He built on his Royal Ascot fifth. Um, it was really eye-catching that day. Another horse that was an eye-catcher at Royal Ascot was Tippy Toes, who I was going to fill up as mm. the nap. Fortunately, I didn't because she didn't run her best race, uh, but Sinjari got the job done really well. Definitely did. And as I touched on, the Eclipse was uh, really fascinating to watch tactically. Christophe Sumion and Vidani pulling it out for the for the French and Jean-Claude Rouget. Ross, it was, it, it was everything that we wanted it to be, but we didn't think that result was going to happen. Don't know about you. I didn't think that he was going to light the ground. I didn't think the race was going to be set up right for him, but totally proved wrong. And the French finally got a really good animal that they can play on our shores with. Yeah, I mean... I- I was just saying to you before we started recording, I've watched it a few times now. I still don't understand it. Are the ones he beat not all that? Or did he cope? I, I just can't believe he's not going to be better on softer ground with, with more pace. And that makes him quite a frightening proposition. Um, I was a little bit disappointed uh, with Native Trail. I expected him to, to pick up far better than he did. Having had, I thought he had a perfect uh, toe into the race. Um but it does set it up for the for the back end of the summer now. Can uh, can they continue to frank this form? Yeah, it looks like he's heading off to Ireland uh, for their um, Irish champion stakes. But the Jubmon looks like it's going to be a good renewal. And Mishriff, that's where he'll go next. Possibly a little bit unlucky, didn't get the gaps where he needed, but he's definitely back to his best. Anyway, we're going to head on to the racing for this weekend. And we've got another scintillating Group 1, this time for the Sprinters, the July Cup take centre stage at Newmarket and we've got a really good international feel to it as well and a properly good amount of horses to make this a, a real true test for the sprinters and I'm, I'm pleased that uh, this July Cup has been rewarded in numbers. Perfect power looking to bounce after that brilliant Commonwealth Cup performance um, currently has the betting at 7-4 to four favourite. The Australian runner Artorias is second favourite at 5-2 to two after his very dramatic and gut-wrenching uh, run at Ascot in the Platinum Jubilee. 5-2 to two for him. Creative Forces 9-2 and Naval Crown, the stable mates, uh, also from that Platinum Jubilee run are in there. Flaming Ribs being supplemented, alcohol-free 16-1, along with Romantic Proposal and Caramesto. Tom, you were all over Perfect Power at Royal Ascot. A fabulous racehorse. He confirmed that sprinting is what he needs to do. Are you following him forward to, to keep up this brilliant trajectory? Yeah, I'm a huge believer in this horse, Perfect Power. Now, you are taking a short price for this race, 7-4, to four, as you mentioned, for the July Cup is a rather skinny odds, especially when you have an Australian challenger in there who's got good form in the book and will be suited by this fast gallop. But Perfect Power last year proved he was the best two-year-old sprinter in the UK. He won the pre-morning. He then went on to win the Middle Park. He was just an exceptional two-year-old. This year, they went the Guineas route. He won the Greenham first time up, and there were slight hopes that he may actually go 
forward and step up for the mile in the guineas. Didn't work out that way, fortunately, for the anti-post bets. He came back in the Commonwealth Cup and produced a really excellent performance um, that day. He looked briefly in trouble, two phones from home, but he just engaged that sixth gear and moved away from the field late. He's got good stamina over this six furlong trip, but I think this is the ideal trip for him. And the stiff climb to the finish at, on the July course at Newmarket uh, will suit him down to the ground. I'm, I'm a bit worried that Artorius is a, a major danger because there's a lot of pace in this race. We saw him fly home at Royal Ascot. He was probably the second best horse that day, just didn't get a clear passage. Uh, maybe he's going to be a big threat again, but I just can't jump off the perfect power bandwagon. This horse has saved me on a number of occasions. He's an excellent animal and I'm hopeful that he'll win the, the Dali July Cup. So seven to four about perfect power. That's a that's a pretty good price in your book. Yeah, I mean, you're not going to get much value there, but I think he deserves to be favourite. He's got the best form in the book. He's tackling his elders, which I don't think is necessarily a negative to him. He's just so talented. He's a 120 performer. Um, and I'm hopeful that Christoph Simeon will have another big Saturday in the sun in the UK. Yes. Okay. So TC is keeping his faith in perfect power. It's interesting you mentioned ratings. 117, he's rated. Notorious is 116. But Creative Force and Naval Crown, they share the spoils in terms of highest rated in this field at 118. There's really not much separating them, Ross. These are serious sprinters. And I think we probably lacked a bit of depth in this division um, the last few years. But can you see anything outside of the of the obvious ones? Because I know you always like to find a bit of value. Yes, I mean, I, I'm deputy to TC in a, in a number of roles. And one of them is uh, he's president of the Perfect Power Fan Club. And I'm his able deputy sending out the mugs and the T-shirts to, to members. But uh, I'm a bit more nervous than TC about the price. I think seven to four is just skinny enough going in against hardened sprinters. And... At Ascot, he did look just a touch tap for toe at, at a crucial time. Now, he picked up brilliantly, but he had space to, to, to run into. I just wonder whether some of these aren't going to stop quite as quickly as some of the three-year-olds did in, in, in the Commonwealth. Um, and that makes me makes me nervous. Um, that said, I've come down on, on another three-year-old, um, Twilight Jet. He's got about a length and a half to find with perfect power from their Middle Park Stakes run last year. Um, and he looked a little bit weak in the finish over six furlongs last year. Five furlongs looked to be his trip. But his return this year at, at NACE in a listed contest, uh, he powered to the line, having made all the running over six furlongs. He looks like a much bigger, stronger horse. Ran no sort of race at all at uh, Ascot in the Commonwealth Cup. It was quite obviously too bad to be true and was reportedly just scoped badly afterwards. Um, I thought 20 to 1 was, was too big a price. I think he's quite a talented horse. He's drawn near some good pace, happy romance, double or bubble. They both went forward in the, in the Jubilee Stakes at uh, Ascot. I think you get carried into the race nicely. He's not going to perhaps have as much traffic, uh, traffic trouble as perfect power. And I thought 20 to 1 was a, was a decent price for, for a smart animal. Yeah, so putting a line through that run last time, because I know that his his trainer was very bullish about him, Michael Callahan, and had him spot on. So a bit of a head head scratcher, but clearly, as you say, reported to a scope badly. So 20 to 1 for Twilight Jet. It said coming out of stall three, I think the draw is really crucial um, for this, uh, uh, for my selection. And um, I've also gone for something at a bigger price. I think I agree with Tom. I think Perfect Power is an exceptional sprinter. It's very hard to get away from him. But I think there are horses that are overpriced for some each way uh, options as well. And mine is a romantic proposal at 16 to one for, for Eddie Lynham, uh, the six-year-old. She's done very little racing outside of Ireland. In fact, the only time was 
when she went to the Abbey, which is a bit of a non-event as the ground was very soft that day. She loves the Curragh and she won the Flying Five last September, beating a good field. Uh, that was over five furlongs. So the six is a slight question mark, but she's definitely won, she's won over it before. But it's just her return win at Nace last time. So straightforward. Uh, she was only getting going later on. She beat a good field, including Geocentric, who's won and Frank the form, as has Muniesto, who's third that day and ran a blinder to finish fourth in the King stand. Her jockey says that the draw, very important, and she's drawn seven. She's King Hermes on one side and six. The Japanese runner, he'll definitely go forward. And Black Rod and Double Bubble not far away as well. So I think that she uh, she might be set up quite well for this race. And I think that she's a decent proposal at 16 to 1. So those are our selections. We've got a bit of perfect power and a bit of value outside of that as well for you uh, for the July Cup. We'll move on to the John Smith Cup at York. Obviously, brilliant racing action throughout the country on Saturday. And this is one of the most competitive handicaps of the season. Uh, Marajan and Rogue Bear are the current 4-1 to one joint favourites. Intelligent looking to bounce back from a good run at Royal Ascot. It's 8-1 to one with Anne-Marc, Brett Gadian, 10-1 to one with Brilliant Light. 12 to 1 Karadak, good birthday 14 to 1 and 16 to 1. Bigger the rest. It's a real open field to this race, uh, Ross, and that's reflected in the betting mark- market. So how did you solve this? <laughs> I'm not sure I have solved it, Jess, but I've, I've, I've come up with, a, with an attempt. Um, I, I like just fine. Um, I think he's clearly looked like a non-stayer over 12 furlongs the last twice. His form over 10 furlongs has, has been very good. Um, and he was one of the few I could find in here that I could feasibly think was still potentially well treated. Um, he's uh, won at Sandown um, at the start of the season. Uh, oh, sorry, July last year, I think it was. Yeah, July last year um, gave five pound and a thrashing. I mean, it was, it was only a four length win, but uh, to Barn Owl, who's rated 85. Um, and then this year he's come out at Salisbury and finished second, beaten comfortably by Majestic Dawn, but he's 112 rated. Um, I think there's a bit of form there. He'll be adaptable on the ground. He's he's one on good to firm ground. He'll cope if the rain comes. And I just thought there was potentially more to come off his off his current mark. Okay, Richard Kingscote uh, takes over from Ryan Moore as well, sixteen to one uh, for just fine in the colours of Her Majesty the Queen. So, uh, selection from Ross, as he was saying, Tom. It's a very tricky race. It always is to work out. Uh, looking through years gone by as well, huge price winners, twenty-two to one Johnny Drama last year. Nothing's been shorter than uh, eight to one since Farage in twenty fourteen. So, you. It's you have to kind of look outside the obvious for this race, or, or, or do you think it might be a little bit more straightforward this year? I think it's wise to focus on the four-year-olds. Um, Ross has already found one, and I did look at just fine on the shortlist, um, but I, I opted to go elsewhere. Four-year-olds don't actually have a good recent record in this race, but I think there are a lot of improvers this time around. And as you say, it's a wide-open market, so it's worth taking a shot at one slightly uh, less obvious than the likes of Marajan and Rogue Bear. I think both of those two horses have trip concerns as well. Marajan's probably better over further. I imagine he'll get away with this distance, um, but he's a short price, relatively short price. Whereas Rogue Bear, this seems to be the limit, uh, the top end of his stamina. Last time out, it looked like he was coming to win the race over this course and distance. And he just didn't get seem to get home in the final 20 or, or 50 yards and got chinned uh, by a well-backed horse. So I want to be taking those two on. Um, I'm going to side with Great Gadian for Roger Varian. His team are flying 35% in the last fortnight. Andrea Atzani takes the ride. He's three from five at York this year. So um, a real informed combination there with Great Gadian. Super impressive on his first two runs this season, both on the all-weather. 
the second of those efforts, he beat a horse called Peter the Great, who's now rated 107 and has won both of his starts since for Jonathan Thady Gosden. So the form's working out nicely. Great Gaiden last time at Royal Ascot wasn't actually as bad as it looks on paper. He's got a big duck egg next to his name, but uh, he showed up for a long way over a mile, just not his ideal trip. Um, he got tired. He wasn't really efficiently ridden, got tired late on over a trip that didn't suit and was just passed by horses with better acceleration as well. Uh, so I think you can put a line through that run for Great Gadian. But it looks reasonably well treated at double figure price to me. Yeah, OK. So Great Gadian uh, for you, Tom, 10 to 1. So I think it probably might even get shorter than that. I was surprised that he was that price based off that that run at Ascot. I thought of a lot of these horses, you didn't really know what that what their trip were they're trying one mile two furlongs intelligent being one of them back up in trip again some back down um and I just I found I just found this so tricky but I went with La Trinidad and um he's 16 to 1 he's a York specialist he was slightly unlucky in running at Epsom on Oaks Day last time the handicapper dropped him one pound for that so a bit of a gift he steps up in trip as I'm saying, a few horses are doing this, but he's he's a hold-up horse who will benefit from a strong pace, which I imagine there will be plenty of. He's coming from stall four, which means he has the one of the shortest routes round as well. And I just think for a horse that just loves it at York, he won there a good few times last season back on his home surface. Um, he could be worth a bit of value at 16 to 1. Should just throw in a Killouise and say that she is in brilliant form. Uh, put a line through her run um, up up north last time. She wasn't right. She didn't eat up and she had a bad back problems, uh, but she's really flying, but she probably would have wanted a bit of ease in the ground. Um, but uh, she's 16 to one as well. So, that's our good look at the uh, the main feature races this Saturday, the John Smith Cup and the July Cup. Hopefully we found something good for you there. Um, we're going to head into the bet of the week, which uh, Tom resulted in at his uh, winner with Sanjari last week. So TC, you do the honours. Yeah, I'm really confident about this week's bet of the week as well. And that's Glenn Savage in the five o'clock at Newmarket for Jonathan Lady Gosden. Beautifully bred four-year-old out of a fantastic family. Lots of stamina across both sides of the pedigree. Only had two starts, one on debut last year at Newbury, beating a horse called Title, who's now rated 108. Really smart animal for Roger Varian. Um, Glenn Savage then came out this year after 411-day absence. Something must have gone wrong in the interim. Came out this year, showed up for a long way at Doncaster, travelled like the best horse in the race, and eventually just blew up in the final furlong and finished fourth. I thought it was a highly creditable effort. He now gets to run in handicap company off the mark of just 89, which is extremely generous. There's only one horse in the field I think that could trouble him, and that's Bizarre Law, who beat Nathaniel Green last time. Nathaniel Green won on ITV last weekend. Um, obviously a very good horse, but uh, I think Glenn Savage is very well treated off 89 and should win the 5 o'clock at Newmarket on Saturday. Okay, good stuff. Yeah, Newmarket, uh, plenty of good supporting races to, to the July Cup. Um, Ross, on to you next. So I've gone to the uh, 4.40 at York. Um Winter power takes up a huge chunk of the market currently. Um, all her best form is at York. But if you're backing her at a short price, you are relying on York solving the problem. And she's a filly, four-year-old filly. She could just have done her, her, her best work last year. So I take her on with the Clive Cox train, Katura. He's run really well in three starts this year without winning. Start this season with a good second over in Chantilly, trying to give £8 to Miramar, who since Frank Natform finished fifth in the Commonwealth Cup. He then went and was second in the Sandy Lane Stakes, beating a length and a half behind Flaming Rib, who's fairly well fancy for the for the July Stakes. Um, and there was a luckless third at Sandown last time. He had to wait for a gap and flew home, um, beaten a, a very short distance by Mitarp. Mit Bahi, 
easy for me to say. Um, but he was giving him five pound. Bahi has come out and been second to Rasal last week in the Coral Charge. I think there's stacks of good lines of form there. He does need a bit of luck in running, but I think he's a decent price against a vulnerable favourite. Okay, Katura, 13 to 2. Uh, John Farhi's on board. He's got a great strike rate for Clive Cox this season. Um, and uh, that's a good good ride for him as well. So that's bet of the week. For me, I'm going to the 205 at Newmarket as a Phillies handicap uh, for three year olds and Kidwa uh, for William Haggis, uh, who won this race last year, actually. Um, Kieran Fallon's on board. She's the daughter of Kodiak, who's two from two. She's been brought on. Very slowly by her trainer um, and who does so well with these types of horses. And she came back to win uh, another novice with a penalty at uh, Red Car in June in the minimum of fuss. Um, It really wasn't, probably there wasn't a huge amount of depth to the race. But uh, I don't think that the handicapper, I think the handicapper essentially given her a little bit of a gift with a mark of 88. I think she's better than that. Um, and I think that she's got a, a huge chance to remain unbeaten at Newmarket in the 205. So she's seven to four. Um, so those are our bets of the week. We're going to move on to place plays because SBK has placed only odds on all races. So one at a all right price. So it's something a little bit different. Uh, Ross, I'll come back to you first. Uh, so I'm sticking with uh, Clive Cox. I'm hoping he'll have a good Saturday. Uh, and actually sticking with that that Sandown race uh, featuring McFarhey. Uh, back and forth was Get Ahead. Now, she made a winning debut at, at this track last year as a two-year-old. Quite a striking winning debut. And then followed that up with six in the Queen Mary. Um, that run can be upgraded. She stopped quite quickly in the closing stages and was sub- subsequently found to be lame behind. Missed the rest of the season. She's taken a while perhaps to find a stride again this year. But she's run some nice races. Uh, like I said, finished fourth behind Mitbahi last time. Uh, she's dropping back into a handicap. And I think she's way overpriced at her current odds. 25 to 1 to get ahead in 3 o'clock at Ascot. That's a proper place play. Uh, TC for you? The Bunbury Cup, the 350 at Newmarket. A real wide open handicap again. And I'm going to go to Star of Orion. This is a horse who is a cliff horse for many. Many people have gone in with him this year and last year and found themselves uh, losing money, basically, not seeing the horse perform to how they expect. However, I think there are excuses for both runs this term. I think he's actually run a lot better than the, the finishing position suggests. He's really well handicapped. He's drawn perfectly in gate 20. I think you need to be drawn high on the uh, July course at Newmarket in these big field handicaps. Shouldn't make too much of a difference in the small field races, um, but I don't really want to be towards the stand side rail. So draw 20 is perfect. As I say, well handicapped. He's won at the July course before, and he's £2 lower than when he finished second in the international handicap at Ascot last year. So I think Starber Ryan can hopefully hit the frame in the Bunbury Cup, the 350 at Newmarket. Okay, 12 to 1 for Star of Orion. Miners, slightly shorter in odds, 8 to 1 for Lawful Command, uh, who runs in the 240 at Newmarket, uh, the mile handicap for three year olds. Um, he ran a brilliant race in the Britannia. He had to sort of race on his own down the centre, um, probably wasn't uh, perfectly positioned, uh, but he was big odds that day and he really outran his price. And he's been really likeable, massively consistent um, and his form is working out pretty well um, too. So I think that bouncing back into this grade, I think he can hold his own. He was put up three pounds by the handicapper for that, uh, four pounds, sorry, for that good run. Um, But I think that he can, this is slightly not as a stronger of a race as the Britannia was. And I think that uh, he he's a good option at eight to one for my place play. Okay. We are stat attack time. Um, and this is where TC comes into his own. I know you've been waiting for this all week. So what have you got for us? 
Yeah, I've got three stats this week, Jess. Oh. I haven't, uh, haven't held back. <laughs> three stats. The first is uh, Dane O'Neill watch. That's never been said before, but we're going with it this week. He has two rides at York on Saturday. The first is Kasparenko for Eric Alston. Dane O'Neill hasn't ridden for Eric Alston for over five years. He's only had two rides for the trainer. So it's an interesting jockey booking. Kasparenko runs in the 255. He also partners Marajan, the favourite for the John Smith's Cup, which we've already covered. Dane O'Neill was two from two when riding for William Haggis so far this season. So watch out for Dane O'Neill at York on Saturday. The next is David Lochnan is two from three, 67% with his two-year-olds at York so far this year. When he books Richard Kingscote as well, um, he's got incredible strike rate, 40% on two-year-olds this year, plus seven pounds to one pound level stakes. They're a team to watch with juveniles and they're represented by Sanks a million in the 3.30 at York on Saturday, which is also David Lochnan's only runner on the card. And the final stat attack, Andrew Balding has a 23% strike rate with his three yards at Chester. Always look, look out for Andrew Balding's runners at Chester. He's got a very good strike rate there. Generally fails to leave the track without a winner or at least a place horse. Um, that strike rate with his three yards at Chester produces a £1 level stakes profit of plus £37.59. So it's a good ROI moneymaker. Soul Stopper is his only runner on the card. Only three-yard runner on the card. Runs in the 418 at Chester on Saturday. Okay, Dana Neil, Dave Lockman, and Andrew Balding, three of the men that you need to watch on Saturday, along with all of our selections that we've given you uh, today. Hopefully, we've got some good ones in there. A reminder that new SBK customers can get £30 of free bets by depositing £10. T's and C's always apply. Please remember to subscribe on whichever podcast channel you listen to. Also, get onto the YouTube channel. There are plenty more content like this, including from our SBK ambassadors, Sean Levy, Richard Kingscote, George Bowie, um, among, um, and there are plenty more as well. So make sure to, uh, to keep up to date with all of the latest content. That's all from us this week. We'll be back again next week.